Again, tonight moves HTQ, everyone. It's Michael sitting here in the lab with you on a Wednesday night on the second half, the B half, Inspiration B side of Night Moods HDQ and getting things situated finally. Welcoming you on the live stream on our YouTube channel, one of my personal channels out there on the YouTube page. And you can also follow the show by sending us a, a contact info. We'll get you the live stream link. Hopefully, my wife is up still listening if you can throw the link up for you guys on our facebook page where you're listening in watching the radio show I want to say hello to you on all of our podcast channels whether it's iheart broadcast spotify apple where else are we at tune in type in the word night moods hdq you'll be able to find us on a platform near you to listen to the podcast right now on a special night letting go of your past so you can move into your future with me in the lab and again, you can call in if you have a conversation piece that you want to add to this. We're going to be talking about depression tonight and how you can let go of your past. And there's going to be some verses I'm going to be sharing with you that's going to help you. Now, depression is this, this tagline. And I have something to say about this because I've also dealt for 20 years. 20 years I dealt with depression, major depression, um, even to the point of suicide ideologies and in my last suicide attempt I had, they found me when I was in law enforcement they found me hanging in my garage um, my sergeant, my corporal uh, my mother um, then ex-wife when they couldn't locate me for seven days they found me in the garage and that was a season in my life that turned around for me as I was, I'd had an out of body experience dealing with uh, past abuses from mental, sexual, verbal abuses growing up and all the while performing at high levels as an athlete um, at our local high school at Harlem High School in Majesty Park. So um, I know a lot about this conversation. I know people have a hard time how to even handle talking about depression, even dealing with loved ones or friends who are going through the throes of major and minor depression and maybe the misunderstanding the the mislabels and the misapproaches of help and honestly being on that side of the stick back then when i was a young kid going through it um, the tags that are associated when you are dealing with depression and even the masks that i remember wearing to make sure that everything was okay and then at the same time learning that people could actually see the bruises on my face. People can actually see the pain that I was living in because I would go to school with glasses to cover um, the physical abuse that I was enduring throughout my years as a young kid and domestic violences from my parents. So I'll be talking about that more on a special podcast, but tonight we got something special for you. Talking about depression, tonight's topic, letting go of your past so you can move forward in your destiny. We're going to change that topic off, but we're going to be talking about how to be free of depression now pay attention to what I'm saying because I'm going from the spiritual expertise of how and why and this happens caused out of trauma 99.6 99.7 99.8 of your depression is caused because of trauma afflicted upon you 
projected to you hits you at an intersection. And I've, I've dealt with this. I've, uh, by God's grace and God's grace alone, I want to share with you that um, I spent my middle school years, high school years, immersed on medication. Back then it was Soloft. Back then it was... Um, Oh, there's a whole bunch I was on, but there's too many. I can't remember, but they have so many medications now. And I remember being connected to um, my high school liaison, my counselor, Mrs. Permit. And then we, when they knew that the, how serious I was about wanting to leave this earth, because I, I just could not endure it anymore. And, and then the last hangings, when my ex-wife took my kids out of the country, and it was in January 1st, when I left the police department, um, I came home. And the house was empty. The house had no furniture in it. Just a note telling me that the kids were gone. And they were moved back to Sri Lanka. Um, so I spent the 1st of January, the 23rd, no, 27th of January. That week of the 23rd, uh, my son's birthday was on the 23rd, Michael the 3rd. Mm -hmm. And I just could not get a grip on how to go through and deal with life when your children have been taken from you. And then you lose your job. I actually had it was a forced resignation out of the police department because I could not handle the stress. So that's a story that I'm going to be sharing in moments and times to come. But we're going to be talking about this tonight, and we're going to make it personal to you. So if you want to talk about uh, stress, dealing with depression, I want you to call in tonight, 563 999 3685 or send an email over to nightmoodshdq at gmail.com. Talking about depression and being free from depression, and I got a, a special, special, special guest I want to bring into the picture here. And you may not be able to hear her, but you'll be able to see her as I link up our YouTube channels. Are we there? Yeah, we're maybe not there, but that's okay. Link up our YouTube channel. So if you want to be a part of tonight's discussion, we're going to help unwind um, depression from a spiritual level and it's going to help you gain an understanding of, of where God is at in the middle of depression and where this originates depression and and where not only where it originates but how it has tentacles and it takes over the mind and people are not crazy when you're dealing with someone who's depressed they're under a governing spirit of uh, a depressed spirit. And depression is described this way, de defined this way, not described, because we want to be definitive when we're talking about serious material such as depression. Um, feelings of severe despondency and dejection. A long and severe recession. Um, that's depression in the economy, but I thought that was a spider over my shoulder. I was about to have a freak out moment here. I really was. I was like, Hey, what is that falling? It was a lint thing falling here in the lab. But it's feelings, an emotional level of disconnectivity that so is severe, and it draws you into despondency and dejection. And so with depression, when you have an onset of depression, you travel down your self-worth, and you, you travel down this road, and everything that you see in here, you you take and eternalize, and then you evaluate yourself based upon what you are taking on and what you're seeing. That is the genesis of a trauma. 
It could be you have grown up and you didn't realize that your parents were saying you will never become anything. Your parents would always call you ugly. Your parents would call you stupid. The parents would be using demeanive language that begins to take root in your brain. And then it consumes. And then this, this tape that has been altered begins to make louder noise and louder noise until you begin to believe the tape. And everything that comes with this tape plays on your psyche, plays on your your soul, and plays on, I see John's going to help me here, plays on everything in your body that helps you see yourself less than human. No self-worth, no value, a lack of importance, and a lack of love. And so you play in this this area of a depressed spirit that soon takes over and takes control. And it takes its toll in even to how you perceive you in life. And you come through those channels of maybe it would be better if I wasn't here. I remember saying this a lot of times and then going to school and, and being uplifted and then dealing with sports and excelling there and putting all my emotions in sports because I just wasn't good enough. I just didn't meet the levels that I received from my family. And so when I would come home, then I would come into that whole situation of alcohol and um, domestic abuse and violence and all this other garbage that I had to deal with and played the role and wore this mask. And every one of you knows when you're dealing with depression, even the onset of depression, you, you want to play it as if everything's okay with you. And then maybe just a few people that you really, really trust. You may divulge secrets about what it is you're really dealing with. You may just journal. And for me, I, I did a lot of journaling about how I was feeling emotionally. And then I couldn't contain the emotions anymore. I had to, I had, I had to vent. And I did that by overdosing on pills. I did that by making plans of how to take my life, not understanding the realms of the spirit, but I was so mentally tired of dealing with the negative thoughts. And then I was feeding into the negative thoughts and I, I just could not fight it any longer. And I remember Mrs. Permit back in school for me would, would take me out of class. And, you know, I was a popular athlete. Um, one of, you know, you had your cliques, but I was in the, the athletic cliques. And my junior and senior years is when all of this culminated and having a relationship in high school and that relationship going sour and then living life, living a lie. Everyone thought it was okay, but then there was a select few that I associated to could see the pain. And I remember being in Swedish American Hospital back then, 25, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, and being in on the psych ward. Because back then, if you're under the age, they would they would commit you, and then you'd go through psych evaluation. And you know, Michael, you're such a bright kid, and what's going on with you? And then I would start opening up. And it would just seem like I would open up to people that really, really didn't care about what I was opening them up about. Maybe they could help, but they couldn't even touch the pain that I was dealing with back then. And so I got connected with Teresa 
Teresa Pear. She was my social social worker, um, psychologist, my caseworker who managed me. I need that phone, by the way. Um, she helped me spiritually, and I didn't know that she was helping me spiritually. And she understood, and then she started sharing, Michael, you're dealing with spirits based off of trauma. And, and your body began to shut down to preserve itself, and then you caught yourself in this emotional yuck of self-esteem, low self-esteem, low self-worth, low value. And so this mass that I would walk around and I would make attempts on my life and they would just be futile at best. But it came when I was in law enforcement and the tip of the iceberg for me is when, you, when you're dealing with depression and everyone deals with depression differently. But for me, I did not want to be alone. I did not want to be abused by males anymore. And then when I messed up in a relationship and I watched that fall apart, it just elevated me to, I, I could not get things together, albeit I'm in law enforcement carrying a badge and I know I skipped around, but there's so much I'll be talking on the podcast. But it was when I realized that I wasn't healthy mentally. I wasn't any good for two boys and a marriage and a new baby girl coming. And then for the for me, the top of the iceberg was when the ship hit is when I was forced to resign from the police department. And I heard that, that mental tape in my background, well, you'll never amount to anything. You're never good enough. Does this sound familiar to you listening? And I did not understand what I did to deserve this treatment as a little guy. And I didn't understand. I didn't like myself. I remember dangling over a bridge off the interstate on the east side of, of, of Rockford and just wanting to jump. But I didn't jump because I didn't want to hurt someone else. And so I went home, got lost in the house, turned off the phones. Back then it was a beeper and a land phone. That's how long ago. And when you're in law enforcement, you have all these different gadgets that they can get a hold of you. But coming out of law enforcement, I lost the job there. The wife went overseas, back to Sri Lanka with the boys, and I, was, I wanted to be with them in spirit. For me, that was, that was my package deal. If I can never see my kids again, my, my next value to them was just to be with them in spirit. I knew that much. And so that entire week, I, I sat and went back and forth. You know, am I serious about this? Am I looking for... I'm just looking, crying out for help, and I really was shut off to the world. And I took this information, wrote down the pros and cons of who I was at that time and my value to society, and I wasn't good enough to even be in law enforcement, and here I am everywhere I go in the city, I'm a namesake of my dad. And then as I began to write letters for myself and for my kids, I wanted to leave something with them. And it was at that moment that I think I'm ready to continue through this this time. And whatever jumped on me 
solidified my thought that I was of more value not being on earth, but God had something better for me. And from Wednesday until the, that 27th of that, that, that night, at about 6 o'clock, I turned everything off, placed my pictures of my babies with me in my coat pocket, went into the garage, and began to tie a noose up by the, by the wrap where the, where the garage thing comes up. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was crying. I was asking for forgiveness. I just didn't understand why I did. I could not get life together. And I wasn't into drugs. I wasn't doing crime. I wasn't doing any of that nature. I wasn't a bad kid. But I just lacked love. There wasn't that there for me from a, a parent state. And I'm okay with that because it's helped me to be who I am now. And as I was asking for forgiveness, I'll never forget this. I, I looped everything up, got on my step stool, and I, I just double-checked, am I ready to check out? I was done. I, I called Teresa, uh, left the message with her. I knew how to block the number. So I guess that kind of spurred things to get things in action because she was on the phone, unbeknownst to me, making phone calls through the local agencies to find where I was at. They came to the house before, but they couldn't have access to the house. And it wasn't until I was on the news, I got up there and I remember you start to see this shade of gray start to go in the horizon of your view. And then you just go limp. And that's all I remember. I remember struggling because I couldn't breathe. So I had it where it was around my neck. I couldn't breathe. The last thing I remember, it was just shade to black, and I, I was gone. Now, the next thing that happened to me was spiritual. This is how I describe this out-of-body experience, where I was placed above, looking down at me, and then heard this crash into the garage. And what I learned after being in ICU was they broke in the front door, with the fire department and two agencies and came and broke every door down so I shut all the doors and they broke through all the doors and came through the garage and that's where I remember hearing a woman screaming because they opened up the garage to get the emergency services into me and I remember a woman screaming it happened to be my mother screaming didn't know because I was looking down spiritually at me and they cut me down cut me up and began to revive me right then on the spot and I woke up in intensive care in the critical unit and all these doctors um, all these professionals looking at me with clipboards and all these things poking me and gadgets and a neck brace on I remember this pain I had in my head because I burst all the capillaries into my head. And this was this was me dealing with wanting to be free from my past. This false belief I had. And so real quickly, I'm going to bring our special guest in the talk. So I've been talking about me a lot. But we're going to talk about depression and how you can be free. And we're going to break down some scriptures that's going to help you. If you're dealing and battling and challenged to this spirit of depression we're going to talk about it and I hope that as I talk more about this on the podcast you'll be able to get a better understanding of what someone goes through 
and how you can just help to encourage, even when they don't want to be encouraged, and maybe see how God is using others to help break from their past. And God will use people unknowingly to help you break from your past. It's just that when we're caught up in under the spirit of depression, we are governed from a, a defiled spirit that has tentacles in the mind and plays with the endorphins. And, and then you take upon that, the medication, that's just a cover. Now, I've done some of these teachings before, and it never goes right because you always have others who have their own version, their own reality, and I understand that. Again, I talk from my vantage point. And then I talk about how God has brought me through and utilizing a social worker who was a believer who told me, you don't need to be on all these, but because people don't trust you, they want you to be in this, this when you're on multiple antidepressants, it does something to your brain where you are lethargic. You can't move, you can't think for yourself. Heck, you can't drive because it's just unsafe for you to drive when you are not focused. And she was there to help me spiritually. And in her office, I remember when I came out of uh, critical care unit, they placed me in ICU. From ICU, they signed me off into a state hospital. Now, if you want to call, you can call in at 563-999-3685. And in the spiritual um, condition I was in, I remember being in the padded room. I remember being wheeled into these meetings, and I always see Teresa there. And then she would have the privileges of being with me under camera. She had talked to me very frank. You know, I'm going to help you walk through this. You can't just snap out of this. But there are things that I'm going to unwire, unpack, and this web of lies that I was living in. For me, these web of lies that I believe, this bad tape, she began to unwind and show me where... I went wrong in the process and where others did me wrong in the process and the lies that I believed that brought me to this condition. So depression, feeling of severe despondency and dejection, the key word is dejection. And if you're not paying attention to your children, then you are opening them up to battle by themselves in that realm of the spirit that can bring them to their knees. And we're seeing that played out all across the land on many different countries. And I don't want to see others dealing with depression. I want to see others overcoming depression, overcoming suicide ideologies. So after we have a conversation, we're going to talk about some biblical applications that's going to help you deal through depression tonight. Being free from your past, stepping into your destiny. This is Michael here in the lab. Be back in 30 seconds to finish off the show and help you deal with depression tonight. Stay tuned. On a quick break here, and I have with me Miss Yana, and we're going to have a little bit of conversation about depression. Coming back into the show here, finish off the show and continue with the podcast here on Night Moves HDQ. I want to say thank you for joining me on my live stream hope this helps you out and if you have a question how I can help you from my experiences 
and as a minister, one who's overcome depression by the power of God. Let me help you get through it. Welcome back into Night Moods HDQ on a Wednesday night talking about letting go of your past so you can move into your destiny. A show on, on depression tonight. A show that wasn't scheduled, but we thought, how can we help someone else? Because it came up on a conversation. I think Yana was going to put together a package on her YouTube uh, channel where she was going to help address girls her age. Because Yana's in her 20s. I'm in the mid-half of my season life, the best life, to, to draw experiences. And if this is helping you, I want you to connect with Night Moods community. If you're watching on our live stream on my YouTube channel, we cannot get the live stream up on our Night Moods YouTube channel, but we're going to figure it out and get it on there. Uh, we're going to be doing another deep podcast. But you're listening to the radio show on Night Moods HDQ. It's Michael, your chief MO. Here in the lab, in the captain's chair, and I want to introduce to you Miss Yana, who's here with me on her first interview on the, on radio. She is a little bit nervous, but we're going to welcome her all night owls. I want you to clap your hands. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit. Let me a little bit. We're not going to go into the thick of it, because I think she's got something special set up for when she does her her show and I don't want to take the spotlight from our sister Yana. So come on over. Get in get in get in the camera. We gotta carry you over here. It's okay. We're, we're not gonna talk long. We're not gonna talk long. Because I believe that what you have gone through, in all seriousness, I believe what you have gone through, you can help another girl out there who's in her mid-twenties, who's in her teens, heck, who's in her forties, understand a little bit from your testimony. I'll take a deep breath. Do you feel up to sharing your testimony real quick? That's okay. That's okay. See, normally we'll have these scheduled on the radio show and on the podcast. So you got the podcast down there, so we're going to have to have you scoot up and speak up a little higher so that they can hear you. So come on in. And Night Moods, I want to introduce uh, Yana McBride to you. And yes, I said her name. And yes, that's okay, because we all have known someone who has dealt with and, are, and or is dealing with depression. And maybe you're out there watching the program tonight and you don't know what to do next. And maybe you're in the throes of... of battling right now. Maybe the tape recorder in your brain is telling you I'm not worthy. No one likes me. I don't like myself. I can't get a boyfriend. I can't keep a husband. I, I can't keep a job. See, when you play this tape recorder of negativity, it affects everything you do. So with that being said, I want to bring in Miss Yana into the conversation and can you remember when you began to feel depressed? Can you, can you remember the, the earliest time? So long ago. Yes, speak up. Yes, speak up. I think it was, um, it was around 
Middle school. Middle school? After um, being bullied in elementary, okay. I had, um, as I was going from the fifth grade into the sixth grade, I realized that I had been, I had been molested. Okay. So it was um, like, it was like, um, just like a revelation that popped up. And I'm like, man, this this really happened. And I remember, I remember telling my dad about it. Oh, okay. And um, so you told your dad. I never said anything when it happened to me by my cousin. And maybe it's different for guys. I don't know, but maybe it's not. But I I could not get the courage to say that just happened to me. And you you shared. Do you remember what that was? What what did that feel like? for you? I thought it would be like, um, I thought it would be like a relief. I thought I would be protected, mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, I was in the backyard and I remember telling my dad what happened mm -hmm. and we were under the gazebo and uh, thank goodness there was a, a, a tall gate. Mm -hmm. around my, my grandma's house and um, after he told me he after I told him he told me to pull my pants down ah while I was outside oh okay that's and kind of bold I was like I was so embarrassed to do so mm -hmm. but you know that's my dad so I did it anyway mm -hmm. and then he checked me down there and after after he checked me he just walked in the house and that conversation was never had again. So there was a, a trust for you, and I think that's for a lot of victims of sexual abuse. There's abusers use trust to their, they leverage trust, especially when we're younger or, or where there's power involved. You know, people of, of older age normally will leverage power and authority. So he broke the wall of trust. After after having that conversation, I never I never really opened up after that. Mm. I, I start to shut down. That's sure. when I start to really shut down and just like keep everything to my lonesome. Mm -hmm. Because it was like you were supposed to be a protector of mine. Right. Because you're my dad. Right. And you didn't. Right. So I didn't feel the need to tell anybody else. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, you know, if my dad don't do anything, ain't nobody else going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. How did you... Middle school, that's just a whole other conversation. Because you got cliques, you got peers, you got grades, you got athletics. How did you... How did you... Was there, was there coping mechanisms that you started? Or you just went into this word despondency and just like shut it all down what did you do how did you how did you deal with emotionally i didn't mm. when you when you start to keep everything to yourself you really don't deal with your emotions you just let them sit let them ponder and you just keep moving 
when I continued on after that conversation, I got bullied a lot. You think that was because of that? Because your guard was already down? That's something to do with that, you think? Mm -hmm. For you, because it's different for everyone. When I was younger, I was a really nice person, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to make friends. Mm -hmm. So um, I was just very kind, and I did everything that everybody told me to do because that's what I was taught. You don't talk back. You don't ask questions. You mm -hmm. just do what you're told. Mm -hmm. And since I was younger and I wanted friends, mm -hmm. I was just doing what I was told. Mm -hmm. okay. To, you know, be with the cool kids and hang out with the cliques and, you right. know, maybe go outside after school with them. And I got bullied a lot because I was small. Mm. Not only was I small, but I was not a fighter. Okay. So I was really, really nice. And I didn't understand why people were being so mean to me. Wow. And after realizing that I had been molested, and not just molested by one person, I've been molested by several people. Men and, women, men and women included it was like you got that as a, a 10 year old and that started when I was 6 mm -hmm. so I got that as a 10 year old mm -hmm. and then now I'm in the 5th grade moving on to the 6th grade mm -hmm. and I've already been <laughs> I've already been bullied because <laughs> I was hairier than everybody else Mm -hmm. So I had a mustache. You might you might see my mustache, but I had a mustache, and um, they used to make fun of me because I had a mustache. Mm -hmm. And then you had to go into middle school, and you know, like it's heightened now. Now everybody wants to be friends. Now everybody's getting into what they're getting into. They're mm -hmm. stepping into the world. They're going into their sin. They're just learning about this because nobody's taught at home. Right. So you have people taking their experiences from home and bringing them to school. Right, right. And that being brought to school, it was like, okay, you got this one level. Now there's another level added. And once another level got added, I started to push it down. Okay. Again, that word despondency. Just start to push it down. Start to push it down. I know you're going to share this on your show, so I don't want to get too thick into it because um, her story is a special story. And we all have special stories. And when we met Yana, and, you know, we're not going to go into weeds. Uh, there'll be another episode of uh, Night Moves where we will go deeper with uh, my story so you get to know me. But when she goes in on her side, um, your heart just breaks. Now, I was going to ask you. And, I, and maybe this might be a setup for when you do this on your show. Mm -hmm. When did you, when did the depression begin to break for you? What what were the factors that caused those walls to come down, maybe level by level, or even brick by brick? What what were the factors that played into that? If you don't mind ask, answering. And in, in whole totality, it was um, it was the Lord. Not only was it the Lord, but it was the Lord sending me someone who was willing to go through the stress and the struggle mm -hmm. of me 
getting myself together, getting out of sin, walking into the faith, you know, creating that relationship with Abba. Mm -hmm. And um, he gave him patience with me. Mm -hmm. He gave him love with me. Mm -hmm. And it was a real, really tough three years because when I sat down and thought about my life, I'm 23, you guys. When I said about, about my life, yeah. I have realized that I have been through 17 years of depression. Of depression, 17 years. 17 years of pain, hurt, trauma, abuse. Mm -hmm. It was like... Was it a cycle for you? It was like, it was just like replaying itself over and over and over and over and over and over and I didn't understand why it continued to play over and over because right. I was trying so hard to be better. Right. I was trying so hard to do better. And it was like the people that I wanted to see that and recognize that, they didn't. And it was like, at some point, I had to stop looking for the validation of the people that I wanted to love me correctly. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to start making my way to the one who does love me and does see me mm -hmm. and does see my tries and does see my effort. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, I've never felt love before. Uh, I like I the fact that you said that you were you stopped looking for validation in others and that might be the game changer for someone listening to the program tonight that what you just said it's like uh i thought about even for me as a male that's all i would do is look for validation and then when i realized for me i didn't want to be around other guys i could not trust other guys with me because it's like they had all this power over me and so i for me, I went to more friends of, of girls. And I mean just friends, you know, just, hey, can we just hang out? No, I'm not gay. I'm, I just want to hang out because you're not going to hurt me like guys have hurt me. So you're, you know, when you said you had to stop looking for others to validate yourself and that, I'm like, I can't wait until you <laughs> share this and you, you get you bring this to your channel and how many girls that you're going to help and not just girls but women from your story uh and, and just being real keeping it 100 and so that i i'm just sitting on there like wow you know what you learn in just talking to people who can not only relate but who you trust that won't take it and use it against you, especially in middle school, like when you're coming up and you know, just the cycle. So, and just a little bit of a sneak peek of <laughs> what, you know, wanted to at least introduce Yana to you all and talk about, and we're gonna talk about this more, the elephant in the room, that Night Moves is gonna unpack on the podcast. And if you want to hear more on the radio show on the inspiration side, we're going to bring more content like this throughout uh, the radio Monday through Friday here on Night Moves HDQ. But 
if you are struggling, if, if, well, not if, there are people struggling right now, and not divulging anything that you don't want to divulge, what would you say to someone who's listening who may be just in the, you know what I'm saying, in the throes of the depression, maybe wanting to go out and do, do harm to oneself? What would you say to someone in the, in the throes right now? Even if you don't want to, get around people. It's the worst thing possible to be isolated by yourself in a room. Mm -hmm. Because you have nobody to stop your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have anybody around you to stop your thoughts, then find somebody that can. Because when you get depressed, everything is depressing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you're not in an environment where these people that you're around aren't depressing or aren't demeaning you or degrading you or 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 just being downright mean to you mm -hmm. it can feel like you don't have anybody right right nobody so my suggestion would be find the find the pages where there is somebody find the channels where there is somebody even if you don't know them just talk to them the best remedy is to talk to a stranger because they don't know you and they can't judge you. Right. And after you leave the conversation, nobody will remember. Strategies and how to break free is what we're talking about here on Night Moods. Letting go of your past so you can move forward in your destiny. A special show with um, Viana joining in <laughs> on the conversation. And if you want to reach out to Viana, I want to give you this email. If you want to reach out to her and talk with her about depression as well. And getting it um, from a younger expert, getting it from someone who's been through the throes and coming through, and I, I witnessed it and testified to that, um, send an email over to teamjourney28 at gmail.com. And subject matter, um, if you have a question about how to break free uh, from depression spiritually, Send an email over to uh, teamjourney28 at gmail.com, and we'll make sure that Yana gets that for you. Um, this is what we're doing here at Night Moves HDQ. One, it's, you know, there are some conversations that we're going to have, and you're going to be a part of those conversations because we understand that whether you're in the body or in the world, everyone is dealing with similar avenues of stress whether it's connected to your, your situations, your circumstances, and trauma, which is crisis. And it's how, we're, how we are talking through them and, and instead of disengaging. So that's what we're doing right here on Night Moods. And we're going to sign off on the radio show for a little bit. And I'll be joining you here tomorrow night, Thursday, at a regular time at 1030, right here on the lab, Night Moods HDQ. I want to say thank you for being with me on an extended show. Letting go of your past so you can get into your destiny. Talking about depression tonight. Being free from depression, spiritually speaking. Send all your hate mail to nightmoods at hdq at gmail.com. And for those of you who have a great night, look forward to catching you tomorrow night for another awesome show planned for you. Right here inside the lab with yours truly, Michael. Have a good night. Be well. See you tomorrow night. Just finished the show 
with Miss Yana. I want to say thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're still live streaming live and talking about letting go of your past so you can move into your destiny. And Yana's got some projects in the pipeline that she's going to be bringing forward to help you, to help other girls, other women uh, break free from depression and coming through. She's got her story. You know, we all have a story where they're her testimonies and how she's not allowed the story to consume and take her out is something that you want to be a part of building a community not of survivors of success stories how about that you know and that's what she's doing and if you want to connect with yana for her upcoming youtube channel we'll be getting the information out you can send a message here on our podcast i want to thank you for just joining us as we normally bring you intentional in-depth inspiration whether it's revelation whether it's biblical teachings but what we do is simply do our best to just share the gospel in truth and we know that there are many who are dealing with depression even in the body and it just blows me up to this understanding that Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go be with the Father, and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to drop biblical. Oops. Yeah, I forgot to drop biblical verses to help someone dealing with that. But we're on the podcast, so we're going to be doing that too. I'm going to be sharing with you some biblical structures, scriptures that's going to help you not just deal but get through depression and like what you said about you know mm -hmm. for me i isolated i would do football i would do sports but when i was done with football and sports i isolated i would talk to my girlfriend on the phone i would share and burden her with all my emotions and all this, the trauma that was going on in the house but then i would just isolate i would just wrap myself up for me it was music and i would just get all emotionally involved in music for me but um, you want to get and not just get but be like what Yano was talking about and we're going to have another podcast where we talk about this in detail and then just literally break this down in such a way that you have a foundation that you're standing on and I realized when I was going through the throes of my 25 plus years of depression going through it father placed with me it's like what you were talking about your special person that helped you he placed with me Teresa and what he did what she did for me was indirectly connect me spiritually and yeah we went through you know procedures of psycho counsel and, and uh, psychology and so on and so forth but father did something in me when I was on three antidepressant prescriptions and I could not move I was so like lethargic I think it made me more depressed to be honest with you and I, I really didn't want to do anything for me I was like no there's got to be a better way and I realized talking Teresa to Teresa when we have our it was first 30 minute sessions and then it went to 60 minute sessions and I was you know paying for it through Catholic Charities I remember this like what just happened last month and this was like for three to four years that I was dealing with Teresa and she was dealing with me and just being like my, my ride or die like in the middle of it when I came out of that that serious hanging for me 
she would be there at the, at the at the hospital settings when I would I would call Teresa like Teresa I'm not feeling good and she wouldn't ask she's like where are you at I will meet you and I could trust the fact that she would show up with just Teresa and not just Teresa plus law enforcement or Teresa plus psychobabble to just get out of me what they want to hear so that they can shackle me up in a white white suit but she would come with her heart and be attentive to my feelings and my emotions and she would do these practices with me of meditation and use indirect scripture to help me meditate in unbeknownst to me and she would always tell me she goes I could I could get in trouble for this but there's something about you that I'm here with you no matter what you do I'm here for you know we're gonna get through this she would always tell me no matter what you do we're gonna get through with it just let me know and so we built this trust factor and it was like the first phone call from my high school counselor to Catholic charity was meant you know it wasn't like a normal intake like you know what's your name or what's wrong with the patient you know let's set up sign them in it was that we just clicked mm -hmm. and I could trust her with everything she knew my family she knew me up and down she knew me inside out and I met her family so we had that relationship where I got to meet her husband and he took me in and it wasn't this whole weird um, connection but she also had to be professional and so that stopped because she was getting emotionally involved and so when she realized I was getting stronger there was that separation for me and as I was saying there's so many others especially in the body who are dealing with depression and it blows me away and then we talk about being born again with the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts with the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and we're battling with depression and this is a spirit and make no question about it depression is a spirit it lodges in the brain it has these tentacles and it takes root to start separating logic from rationale from what is not rational to logic and then you start believing the non-rational side of life and so it's hard to in those throws to be reconnected when you're not being rational in your own logic and you start saying I start saying looking back at my my throws just start saying the the non-logical things I begin to believe because I had a parent and a cousin who would just lay it on me you know one was mental abuse then the physical abuse and I was that vulnerable and I was open up to sexual abuse and then that was the cycle and you couldn't for me it was being one being a professional and then my my namesake was known in the community and so anything I said to him I would be the beneficiary of the next beatdown so when I would go and ask for help at the local high school it would always come back to him and you know for in that setting I don't know if it's a cultural setting maybe just a man setting that they would be nice to you in public but when you got to the house oh it was on that's cultural setting that's cultural setting so the beat down was the straight beat down and don't ever do that again so I learned real quick about my emotions I'm not letting people know about anything yeah. for me and so 
the alarming thing for me and how we're helping others be free from their past, especially dealing with depression. This is a spiritual, this is a spirit that has tentacles that begins to die, to distract and lodge itself in the brain so that you begin list, not only listening to the bad negative words, the negative values, the negative worth, but it has tentacles and begins to separate rationale from what is not rational. And so there's some scriptures I want you to connect. If you want to talk to Yana regarding, if you want to ask some questions, maybe she can help you. She's going to be doing a special launch of her channel, I think. I want to like throw out there from, not throw it out there, but we're going to get you in contact. You can contact with Yana at teamjourney28 at gmail.com and she'll be able to get uh, connected with you if you have a question dealing with depression. If you are a young lady, a teenager, or a know of a teenager, or a college lady, college girl, or a woman, I want to connect. Um, you know, she's safe, she's trustworthy, and she has a heap of experience to help, to just help, to be an ear, and also to be source. I believe you have source to resources to apply to what you're going to be doing dealing with depression as well. All right. Um, I said I was going to drop out some biblical markers, some words for you that you can get into when you're in the throes of depression. And I'm telling you, when you apply the words of God to your life, you're going to be delivered you're going to be um, free of, freer, free of the spirit of depression. So I want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now you have to trust and choose to, to trust in the power of the words of God for your life. And it sucks, and I've even said this for myself, where's God when I was being molested? You know, those that comes out. It, it doesn't matter how you flip it up, but that's just a reality. I believe the start of everybody's journey, when they, when they get on the journey of finally believing in Christ and working their way toward being born again, I think it's always that I'm angry at God mentality mm -hmm. because it's like when you go through these things where were you right why you didn't stop me right why me right why did I have to go through this right right and once you get into the word and you start you start reading it you'd be like so this was for somebody else mm-hmm this was to tell somebody else this. Mm -hmm. So I had to go through trauma. I had to go through pain. I had to go through abuse. I had to completely lose myself just to go and tell somebody else. And that's something. And it's like, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks major. That sucks. Like, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to tell nobody else. I want to just be by myself. I want to have a comfortable life. I just want to, you know, live mm -hmm. on my own way. Mm -hmm. 
and a lot of people don't want to take in that that love factor that the Lord has mm -hmm. because it's like everybody has been hurt right and when you're in the world you don't find anybody that really loves you right so it's like I want people to love me but I don't want to give it right I want people to help me but I I'm I'm too afraid to open up <laughs> I want people to you know do as I say and help me get rid of my trauma without ever really dealing with it right and it's like you can't do that no nope, you sure can't no that's that's not this type of wall right and people have to come to the realization that the father is real that his word stands mm -hmm. and we have to get out of the concept of the father is just another human and I cannot trust his words because I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Because that's, I think, a percentage of people that are waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because A did it. C did it. And if A and B and C and D did it. You're going to do it too. You're going to do it too. Because I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know, right? <laughs> right. Because I remember, you know, having those conversations. Lord surely you're going to now save me after I went through all that. No, you're not going to save me. I was scared to let the Lord love me. I was I was scared to believe in the words because I had heard so many words. Right. And from humans. So now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing it from the people that I can see, that I can touch, that I can physically talk to. Mm -hmm. But you want me to believe somebody I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got a problem. Houston, we have a disconnect. You want me to believe somebody that I cannot see. Right. That I cannot hear. That I cannot, like, experience for real. And it's like, let's be serious here. Mm -hmm. Humans go by what they can see. Mm -hmm. They believe what they see. Even if it's out of, out of spectrum or out of context, they believe what they see. You want me to believe somebody who's there but not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Because the people who are here... Are jacking me up. Are sucking so hard. Yeah. And it's like, when you get into the church, you still have humans. <laughs> they're, they're in the seats. <laughs> you still have humans. So it's like, you get here and you're supposed to be with this body and they're supposed to emit the epitome of what Christ is as you're reading the Bible and you're like okay this is what it is 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 and you go to those people because you've been hurt and you have trauma and it's like you expect them to be what Christ is and they are not what Christ is this real talk they are and not what Christ now, is this is in some settings it's not every settings in the body of Christ um, hold that thought because we're coming on the end of the podcast here. I want to thank you for joining um, Night Moods HDQ on your podcast channel. If you have a question, you want to connect, you have a question about depression, um, nightmoodshdq at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to Yana, you can hit an email, ask a question on tonight's program at teamjourney28 
at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening to tonight's program here inside the lab with yours truly, Michael and Yana. We'll talk to you on the other side of Night Moods. See you in the lab.